You are listening to Wait a Minute with Beth and Jessica, episode seven. We all have thoughts streaming from our brain all the time. Some are conscious, others are subconscious. This voice that narrates our life from within begins forming as babies as we learn language. We take in everything from our surroundings and are shaped continuously by what we learn, observe, and consume over our lifetime. We take in information about diet culture from our family, friends, media of all kinds, our coworkers, and the list goes on. This is a kind of programming that we carry with us and we apply it to our everyday perspective, like a pair of glasses unique to us and our experiences. We often believe that our thoughts are true and factual, but what if they aren't? How do we become the observers of our thoughts and learn to question and reshape our beliefs so that they serve us? Today, we're exploring the voice in our head and how we can better understand it and change it if we want to. Okay, Jessica, why is the voice critical so often? Like, why aren't we just wired to be super positive all the time? (laughs) Wouldn't that be nice? The biggest reason is really that our brains are wired to seek what is wrong as a means of survival. So if we were just, if our brain was just content and chill, we might get attacked by a lion or something. And that's a little trickier in modern times because we're not as concerned about being attacked by lions, but our brain is just doing its job by being a little critical. And the key is that we don't have to believe it all of the time. Right. So you're saying that we are naturally sort of negative because we, if we're not looking out for like the negative things happening around us, which used to be very life or death situations, but that programming is still in us. Yeah. We're working with really, really old hardware. (laughs) So even though um, our world has evolved around us, our brain is still, you know, very much rooted in these primal ways of survival. So if we are being critical, then we're actually being safe in a way. Mm. Oh, I guess that's like how you hear about when people say that the thing they hate the most is public speaking. And that's because there's so (laughs) many people looking at them and it's so scary that it's part of like, you would be kicked out of the tribe if you didn't, you know, do it right. Yeah. I mean, it definitely comes down to just like fear of rejection, fear of dying. It's it's just all fear-based, but that's just how our brain is wired is the fear of the unknown. Yeah. And then there's like what 1% of the population that's naturally positive. I don't know what that fact really is, but that's what it seems like. There's just a few of us that are naturally positive. And then the rest of us are like, we're going to die at any moment. <laughs> well, I think, isn't that, I think, isn't that what Elon Musk is working on? It's like a uh, Neuralink is supposed to sidebar our like monkey brain and just only tap into our prefrontal cortex so that we can like reduce fear (laughs) (laughs) and reduce that critical mind so that we can be more apt to just be our best selves all the time. I don't know. It's it's kind of weird to think that we could override that with technology. I don't know if I'm ready for that. Uh, I have not heard of this new Elon Musk project and I think I'm just (laughs) going to take your word for it. I'll read about it later. I'm not ready. (laughs) Okay. So how do we stop believing this negative Nancy in our head and think differently? 
Well, it definitely takes a lot of practice and a lot of compassion. And really the first step is just to learn how to just notice your thinking. Mm. What are your thoughts? You know, we're so often unaware of them. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, to become aware, you could try journaling, meditating, even just talking with friends, having them ask you questions. Therapy is always helpful. Coaching is always really helpful. You know, and from there, I think the steps really vary. It's like, well, how was this particular critical thought formed? Is it coming? Is it a result of a traumatic experience? Or was it just something that you believed from television? You know, there's a lot of different ways that we're getting this programming. And I think it really matters of like how it got there is going to change how we can shift from it. Does the critical voice ever go away for good? You know, I was thinking about that earlier and no, I mean, I still have critical thoughts, you know, time to time, but I think that voice gets softer. It shows up less often and now I am less apt to believe it. Like I become the observer when it pops up. I'm like, oh, there's that critical mind, you know, and I I don't have to believe it right away. But it's one of those things where I think people think like, oh, self-confidence just means you're never going to think anything negative again. And unfortunately, that's not true. Yeah, because we can still have self-confidence and still every once in a while have a wayward thought about how we're not good enough about something. I mean, yeah, because that's how our brains are wired, right? So like, can you think of a recent time where maybe you were critical of yourself? Of course. I mean, (laughs) I've got lots of, (laughs) I've got quite a few right now, but would you like a specific example? Is that what you're looking Yeah. I mean, if you have one to share with the class. Yeah. I would have to say with the class, um, (laughs) keeping it real. Okay. So it's actually not related to my body. Is that okay? Yeah. And I think that's a good point is like, sometimes you might be like, Oh, I don't think negatively about my body as much, but now I'm thinking negatively in some other area of my life. So yes, please share. (laughs) Okay. So I would say that this has been a big revelation for me in the past couple of weeks. So, so, you know, I used to joke around with you all the time when we shared an office that I had ADHD. And so I used to joke around, well, I finally, you know, really did some research into it and started thinking about like, why do I put myself down a lot about how I like can't get very much accomplished or I have all these goals and I'd like really struggle to make a lot of them happen. Like I can get started or I can have the idea, but I either get halfway through. And so I put myself down a lot because I, you know, I just haven't gone as far in life as I thought I would. And I have all this like go get them things, but I just don't accomplish things. So it turns out that that's like a big thing in ADHD and women is this whole, you know, we struggle to get things done, even though we're really smart and try really hard. It's just like that whole follow through. So I've always put myself down and would go through these blue periods, but it turns out just because I was undiagnosed with the, how ADHD can show up in women. So yeah, that's my common thing. So I now can see where those thoughts performing. And now I can be like, Oh, no, that's actually not true. This is all part of the other thing. And so now I can have like a better way to course correct instead of what I like to do is shut down. And when it comes too much, I just go 
lay down. (laughs) (laughs) So now I'm like, oh, that's why I lay down when I'm overwhelmed (laughs) is because it's just like too much. I can't function. And so it's just easier to just be like, okay, we just won't do anything. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That's very common. So now it's just being able to like, I have good, I now, instead of criticizing myself, which I had been, so it's like all within the last couple of weeks, I have like totally been able to like go from A to B on relearning thoughts about myself. Yeah, it's relearning thoughts and you're also gaining new tools and rebuilding skills that are going to support you in that process. Yeah. What about you? You Mm. have some times you've been critical about yourself? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think just to bring it back to the point of diet culture and bodies, um, because I do think I definitely criticize myself a lot less in that area, mm-hmm. but it still comes up, you know, just like casually. I mean, obviously I just went on a vacation. I was in Cabo with my family and, you know, you're just packing and you're trying on swimsuits. And of course your brain is just like, oh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, sometimes your brain, you know, disappointment comes up or you have a flash of like, oh man, I wish that, you know, I had been trying harder <laughs> in the last nine months or whatever, but you're like, no, you know, I don't know. I just, I feel like it's just interesting to me how it comes up, but now I can really just be like, no, that's not what I'm going to choose to believe today. And it's not that I'm jumping to something like, oh my God, I love my body. It's so beautiful, which is like, yeah, if you can do that, that's great. But I think there's a, there's a lot of gray area and a lot of benefit to just staying neutral and just noticing mm-hmm. like, oh, well, isn't that interesting that I'm having this critical thought? And like, I am choosing not to believe that today because I have other things I need to pay attention to. And I just want to focus on having a good time and not thinking about the things that bum me out. So yeah. You know, there's that. And then, of course, yeah, I think with being an entrepreneur and, you know, in the work that we do, it's there's always a way to find criticism, whether it's like, is anybody even listening to this podcast? Is anyone even going to read the newsletter? <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it, we can always be thinking like, am I doing well enough? Am I good enough? Am I worthy? And it's just now that I know how normal it is and then it's, it's almost like if I can expect it, then I can better prepare for it and I can manage it in a much softer life. Yeah. So the kind of cool thing about the voices in our head is that they do kind of play a role, especially when they are conflicting. So, you know, instead of being at odds with ourselves forever, we can learn how did this voice show up? What was the reason? And we can understand it and learn how to process it so that we can shift it. Beth, can you share a little bit about how you explore inner voices with clients through IFS? Yes. So in IFS, sometimes what we like to think about is, you know, it's like, well, a part of me believes this about my body and a part of me does not believe that about my body, just that that sort of component. So what we do is when we keep, for example, if somebody is like making progress and are doing really great, and then all of a sudden they are starting to be like, uh, what will happen is the new shiny and the willpower of 24 hour meal planning and those types of tools that we recommend to people start to not become so fun and easy for people, which is totally normal, but they will get this critical voice that comes in that says, see, we told you you couldn't do it. You're not good enough. You're not going to lose the weight, da, 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 da. And so all of that starts happening. And so I look to be like, okay, 
what is the background of that? Like, where did it come from? So we use it as what's called a trailhead, right? And so it's like, okay, what's the role of this critical voice in your head? Um, we call it like the inner critic might be like a good way to describe it. We probably all have many different types of inner critics, depending on how they came to us throughout our life. Like, what did they need to protect us from? And so we kind of get to know that inner critic. And ultimately, oftentimes what happens is, is that they're role that they have for us started out with good intentions. And they were just trying to protect us in a time where we weren't able to process what was coming into us, like either through trauma or, you know, I call it say trauma. Trauma can be big T trauma that we always think about, like all the really horrible things that can happen to us. And they can be little T trauma, which is just being a human in the world, you know, experiencing life and things like that. So it can be from like a little event, like something that happened at school with a friend and then this critical voice came in. And so then what we do is we work to heal that little one that is stuck. So it's like stuck on the nervous system. And so we really release that. And then often, and so then as that goes on, depending on the person, it can take a lot of time. And then the critical voice gets less and less. And then, you know, what we call the self, you know, leading from your heart space is what comes out. And so that critical voice is, is not needed so much. Um, you get to lead from your heart. Awesome. So that's it in a nutshell, how we work through that. It's not so simple. It's, there's a lot of, <laughs> lot of emotions that come up and there are some parts that really love their job of being so critical. It takes time in some cases. I also find that coaching is super helpful. So how does coaching approach the inner voice? In coaching, we believe that your thoughts are predominantly what drives the way you feel. And I say predominantly because there are some other experiences um, that might not be the case, but predominantly your thoughts are driving the way that you feel. So if you're feeling bad, and I'm just using bad as a broad thing, right? That could be a lot of different negative emotions. But if you're feeling bad, then the reason is because of your thoughts, usually about a circumstance, not the actual circumstances of what's going on in your life. And you likely are thinking this way because of that programming that we previously mentioned. So we can get curious and explore this by digging a little deeper into that emotion and the thought process that's going on in your brain. That's why we care about how you feel and about processing emotions because what you do or don't do comes directly from what you're feeling. So what do you do when you feel frustrated, disappointed, tired, angry, resentful, all of the negative things? Well, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm guessing part of your way of coping is related to food. So when you feel bad, you might tend to eat your feelings. And then you're also avoiding other actions that probably serve you more. So like, you know, when Beth was like, when I get overwhelmed, I go lay down. That's a really good example of just like, inaction, right? Like we find a place of inaction, not necessarily action. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, diet culture is teaching us that we maybe should feel guilt or shame and torment ourselves because that's what drives results, but it's not true at all. Mm -hmm. So if we um, need to tap into and shift our emotional state in order to change our results, then it really starts with how you're thinking. And of course, diet culture and diets only address what you eat or don't eat, which, you know, is not necessarily that helpful. Yeah. So 
Diet culture really plays a lot into addressing the guilt and the shame about what we eat and things like that. So how do these negative thoughts also shape our body image? Yeah. So your body image is just a collection of your thoughts. The way that you think about your body is, you know, that belief system. So in order to improve body image, which the reason why I think body image is important, you know, this comes up and we'll talk about body image in another podcast. But like, you know, when we think about body image is important because that is like the root of our, you know, the confidence of so many things, you know, where it's like we have clients that avoid shopping, you know, they don't want to buy clothes that fit because they don't like their body. Or, you know, we brought up public speaking earlier, like people are afraid to, you know, be the center of attention because of their body. There's just like a lot of reasons why if we have poor body image, you know, we're really holding ourselves back from a lot of really wonderful things in life. And so if we're looking at our body with this negative lens and we're constantly using this critical eye on it, we're not going to have a very healthy body image or at least one that feels good. So learning how to shift that mindset is actually what creates healthy body image. Whereas, you know, I think people or at least diet culture says you get a healthy body image by changing your body, but really you get a healthy body image from changing the way that you think about your body. Right. So this is that whole thing really about loving yourself no matter what. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's just kind of like our coach says, you know, she always has her own back and that includes how she thinks and feels about her body. Yeah. And that's actually what, you know, I teach about self-confidence is self-confidence mm -hmm. is not feeling the high of being confident all the time. It's ha mm -hmm. just having your own back, even when you don't feel great and learning how to find that compassion and acceptance from various perspectives. Yeah. Yesterday, actually, I can relate. You, you mentioned about clothes and stuff. It's like, I need a bigger size pair of jeans. And normally in the past, I would have totally beaten myself up about that. But I'm just like, no, I just need to go get a pair of jeans. These jeans are just a little tight. I'm uncomfortable. So I'm just like trying to think. Really, the only thing I'm annoyed about is I'm like, where am I going to fit that into my schedule? Because I <laughs> I just don't want to buy them online because I hate, you know, because well, you know, you're going to have jeans. to try on like, you know, like, million pair, pairs, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. So that's the only thing I'm annoyed about. But I'm so I was like thinking, wow, you know, even though I've been doing this for so long, and I have a lot of self acceptance, I'm still amazed that I am not beating myself up over changing, needing yeah. to go up a size. It's just like, well, it's just where I'm at right now. And though I might wear those jeans forever. I don't know, yeah. but I'm not going to worry about it. I just don't want to be uncomfortable with my dang jeans. So um, yes. I kind of want to touch on the reverse side of this too, because because okay. I actually, I weighed myself last week for fun. <laughs> the number was honestly the lowest number I've seen it in a really long time, like even mm -hmm. pre-pregnancy. But what was interesting is there was that opposite of critical voice, right? Like at first there was that voice that was like, oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> Right? Like, <laughs> like I made that number mean something really positive about myself. And when I kind of sat with it, I was like, this number I know doesn't really mean anything. And then what I thought about what the number actually meant was like, I am lacking some muscle composition, <laughs> you know? And so when I really got to think about it, I was like, it's interesting how, you know, even like what we think might be really positive thinking. Mm -hmm. I don't know, like that wasn't really that positive. It was like an old voice, you know, about like what that number might've meant to me in the past. And now mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, actually it's like, hmm. 
you know, doesn't really mean what I would have thought it meant a while ago. Well, yeah, that's interesting that even though you were excited, you still were like, oh, let me examine yes. this. That's yes. fascinating. Yes. Most, like, I could see how it'd be so easy to be like, yes, and then just move <laughs> on with your day, you know? <laughs> and not that you would have like gone to celebrate with anything. It's not like you, that's your goal to be at that weight. I don't, um, so yeah, I could see how you just be excited, move on and move on. So yeah. wow. no, it's like I'm examining all of my thoughts now, not just the negative ones, but it's like, well, why do I believe this is a positive thing? Let me explore mm. that. And so I think that's kind of where I'm at right now and where I'd love to see everybody with. And it doesn't mean that we have to be living in self-doubt, you know, or like I'm trying to be negative about it or that I can't accept great things. You know, it's just like, let me explore. Right. So share with us what really the impact is of those negative thoughts. So when we do this exercise with people, this is really where it gets home for people because we can talk all about, you know, how your thoughts create your feelings and da, 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 which is all very important, but they really don't get it until we think about that, all the negative thoughts that you have day in and day out. Now, imagine that you said all of those things that you think about yourself out loud to your best friend as she's going out through her day, you text her these things or when you call her on the phone and tell her, you know, that she's fat and <laughs> she doesn't, um, she needs to get bigger clothes and da, 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 da. And she can't go on vacation until she loses weights. Or you told your child these things that you say to yourself or your spouse. Um, we have some people that love their dogs. And I said, imagine telling your dog all the things that you say to yourself. She was like, oh, I would never. So uh, just imagine all those things that you say and say them out loud to somebody that you love and imagine how that might make them feel or how that would help them in any way. Like you would, no one would ever do any of those things. No. And so that's essentially what you are doing to yourself when you talk to yourself, even in your head, and it's not out loud, all of those negative things, you are taking that on and it's creating real and emotional, physical harm. No good can come out of talking about ourselves this way. So, you know, when I stopped criticizing myself all the time, I was not only emotionally lighter, but I also got physically lighter and brighter in my personality and the way that I showed up around people. So it makes a huge, huge difference. So stop talking to yourself this way. When you notice it, find a way out. Yeah. No more self-inflicted cruelty. Because yeah. also when you do that to yourself, you're also creating a stress response, right? So it's right. like you're, you're just perpetuating the negative cycle. Yeah. And it keeps us disconnected from our body, right? Like a lot of us are walking around with this like head <laughs> with thoughts that are going all the time and we are disconnected from our bodies and, you know, really appreciating that it's, we're all one unit. So when you criticize yourself, like it keeps you even more disconnected and disconnected, which makes it harder for the process that many people are trying to go through. <sighs> okay. That was a lot for one day. You know, my favorite place to find uh, diet culture is on Facebook and 
(laughs) Just this morning, I saw a woman post in a group saying, you know, she's getting married in one month and she doesn't think that she can fit into her dress because her, her belly. And she's asking if anyone has any low impact fat burning exercises to help her fit into her dress. And the answers say, tell me the answers because this is where things go awry, right? (laughs) Well, of course, I'm like, is there just any way that you can alter the dress? Because that seems a lot less stressful and cruel than forcing yourself into a dress that doesn't fit. Yes, I did. Um, Because I feel like there needs to be some voice of reason um, in some of these because let's see, um, basically everyone just chimes in their favorite crash diets, right? So somebody Uh, says very low carb intake, you know, think keto. Um, Somebody suggests, uh, oh, keto again, cut out sugar and carbs. Oh, if you can be insanely disciplined, do egg whites and berries for breakfast, a big salad with tuna for lunch, and chicken, brown rice, and broccoli for dinner. Oh, there it is. The chicken, brown rice, and broccoli dinner. Uh And then someone says practice intermittent fasting for the next month. I definitely recommend 18-hour fast. Somebody said hot yoga. Somebody said she has a 30-day slimdown program that she could send. um, And it includes a 10-day detox that is uh, guaranteed to flatten your stomach. And so here's the deal is is that... She came with a legitimate problem. She knows that there is a throng of, and you know, here's the thing. She's probably thought about all of these options and because she's like spinning, I'm guessing, right? I'm just projecting here. Then (laughs) she's like needing some more validation that doing said crash diet like thing to get into her dress in a month is the more reasonable way to go than having her dress altered. Yeah. Everybody wants to be their most perfect, beautiful selves on their wedding day. So like, yes, I get it. Right. And I think that this is the thing that, especially in bridal culture, like this is Ugh. the time, right? right. Um, I do want to share another, um, answer with you that oh, you okay. will love. So somebody said whole 30 exclamation point. It's all about eating whole foods. So it's healthy for you. I only did it for 10 days and lost five <laughs> pounds and I felt amazing. <laughs> You know what those five pounds were? Water. Yeah. It was water. I mean, those first that, that when, you know, when you first start out, it's like those first couple pounds, five pounds um, for some it's 10 is like all the water weight. People will be what? Okay. So here's the reason why, because now I have to say is that because when we cut out carbs like that, to that extreme and some of the inflammatory foods, carbs take water to hold them into our body. And so therefore when you stop eating carbohydrates, the first bit is not you losing weight. That is the water that went with holding carbohydrates in your body. So there you have it. Which we'll have a whole podcast about carbs. Yeah. So anyway, this is just, you know, such an example of, How you know, it keeps going. Diet it, culture keeps going. Yes. And going and going. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know. That was my experience for this week in diet culture. And I'm sure I'll, oh, uh, there's a few votes for Spanx. <laughs> See, that is, that is more reasonable. Go put on Spanx, try on your dress, see how you feel. Yeah. Uh, you know, like... 
I want to give this bride a hug, yeah. you know, and just let her know that it's all going to be okay. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, yes, we think everyone's looking at us and we just want to feel our most confident, but like, it's just about so much more than that. And especially when you experience like all of your friends and family in one place, like you feel the love. It's like, oh, are you really worrying about your stomach? I don't, hopefully not. Yeah, no, I wasn't. I had a lot of wine. <laughs> too two pieces of cake they were delicious <laughs> right and then and then you know the critical mind in me is like well why is she just now addressing this one month prior right <laughs> like i don't know so yeah anyway I final fitting maybe subconsciously i picked my wedding dress a million years ago when i wore it it laced up in the back and there was no zipper or anything like that. And so I had a wide, I had, had a lot of range. <laughs> I could come and go inside. Right. Well, and then it also comes to the idea of like, you know, I think a lot of times women are buying clothes a size smaller. Or like, you know, if you're between sizes, oh. you're like, I'll pick this small one and I'll just you know, I'll lose weight. Yeah. Don't I'm pick healthy. the small one. It's better to tailor down than try to. Yeah. force your body into something that doesn't fit mm. I wish that we could get rid of the diet culture wedding situation that's like half of it right there well I sure hope we gave you something new to think about today and help you take one more step on your path to freeing yourself from diet culture be sure to subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Instagram at path underscore nutrition we'll see you next week bye everyone bye everyone